Okay, it's my great pleasure to have veteran journalist and regular guest on our show, Mr. Tony Serve. Thank you very much for joining us this evening. My pleasure, Karun, and uh, hi to Alex and all the RTRFM listeners. Great to be with you again. It's great to have you. Now, uh, you've come back into the country recently. The uh, the venerable uh, activist that you are and journalist, long-time journalist, uh, exposing uh, all kinds of interesting things uh, in your, your Twitter feed and beyond in your, in your various uh, works as a, as a journalist and an activist. A slightly peculiar situation, or more than peculiar situation, coming back into the country, uh, whether nefarious or not, uh, whether directed to you or not, uh, concerning. Please tell us the story. Yeah, indeed. And um, what happened was I haven't been outside Australia for a while and I was up in Malaysia on business uh, for a conference there. And I came back and, you know, how sometimes I, I go through domestic airports. And I got no problem when they you get chosen at random for the gunshot residue test. I feel proud I'm doing my part. And same thing when I was um, asked to come over by this um, uh, big border patrol, border force guy. And he had a geeky looking guy next to him. All good. Open up my bags. Go for your life. And then the nightmare became real for people like me who have been campaigning against the unfettered right of uh, our border force to get into everything, including our phones, laptops, etc. When he said, oh, can you hand over your phone? So I opened it with my thumbprint and handed it to him. I got nothing to hide. I don't do illegal stuff. So I was quite happy to hand it over. And then curiously, he said, oh, and can you give us the PIN number too? I said, well, I've just opened it for you. He said, no, you're required to give us the PIN number because your phone is now a legal document. I said, oh, I said, oh heck, you know, that's a bit rich. But then I thought, hey, hang on. That's really silly because as soon as I walk out the building, I can change the PIN number. So that wasn't of any use to them. And they were really pleasant. I had a bit, big chat to them. And as you know, I work actively and sometimes at some risk against terrorism uh, all around the place. So I'm with the guys and I you know, sort of let them know that and they were all cool. I wasn't able to see what the geeky looking guy did. He only had it for a short time. And I've got no complaints about my treatment or the two guys. Um, they were just doing their job, and I hope that's got some eerie echoes for people. Um, that, that's all they were doing. They were really pleasant, and, and it was good to see them, actually. But it's a reminder that if you go outside Australia or you have someone visiting you in Australia, you have to tell them that their laptop and their phones and all its contents can be read at random, seemingly, by uh, Border Force people. Now, that's pretty rough. But, you know, Think about it. If you're a parent, you've got a teenage girl, and she sends... Maybe without you knowing, she's got a sexy pic she sent to a friend or whatever, um, or some blokes with their D pics or, or whatever. That is all open and access. On probably a far more dangerous level, we've seen the crackdown on journalism and uh, lawyers acting for refugees and that uh, shameful thing up in Darwin where a lawyer for East Timor had their office ransacked by our agencies during a, an international law case. What it means is if you have had contact with someone thereafter or who, who for whatever reason, uh, might be of interest to them, your contact could be compromised as a journalist. And as we know, it is our job as journalists to protect our sources. If I had had anything on my phone which could have compromised a source, um, I, I would have happily said, no, you can't have it and, and smashed the phone and gone to jail. Truth is, I didn't and I don't these days. I've, I've backed away from that more controversial stuff. Yeah. And it's quite chilling to know that we are completely owned. Now, I'm all for access to prevent terrorism, drug importation, child pornography, etc. But the horrific thing is, it's one thing to 
talk about these things. And I've got an article open here from uh, 2013 um, confirming uh, an inquiry to the uh, Ombudsman in 2010 um, confirming that um, they can hold your um, your devices for a forensic emanation, forensic examination under Section 186 of the Customs Act for 14 days, no longer, and uh, also that they don't have to tell you um, why, why you have been asked to do so. Um, obviously, that would compromise some of their inquiries. So I thought it was important that um, my own personal experience of uh, the nightmare becoming real um, to talk about it. And other people have probably been through this. And for me, it's not a question of uh, whether it was random or maybe they just wanted to uh, stir up an activist and a journalist. Mm. And by the way, before I left, I filed a full uh, itinerary with DFAT Mm. Um, because that's the right thing to do for your safety and you know, whatever. So they knew I was coming and going. And I really honestly doubt that I'm any, seen as any threat. But uh, it was interesting that in um, what appeared to be a random check, they didn't really check very well. Um, you know, and some of the procedures they did were, were just dumb. Yep. And I think for me, Carol, the biggest thing is to warn everyone do not go uh, back into this country thinking that uh, your phone is private, your laptop, um, your iPad or, or whatever. And I'm just wondering, we've got state and federal governments that spend millions of dollars of our money to advertise changes they've made that are politically uh, palatable. Why haven't people been warned that this can happen? Yeah. And uh, how do people feel about their children's devices also potentially being subject to this sort of search and seizure? Well, it, it sounds to me like it's a... Uh... You know, it's an act of intimidation, and whether it's directly at you or not, um, I the, doubt that very much, to be honest. Yeah. But I, I thought rather than complain about being targeted, because I don't think so. Yeah. I mean, there might have been a bit of tongue in cheek about that, but uh, I'm quite happy to comply. Um, you know, because it, it's the right thing to do. But the actual law itself and the way it's being uh, used at our border, it's really counterproductive. And um, if I was a bad guy, for a start, I would bring in a burner phone that has nothing of my previous comms on it. Yeah. And so it's not effective in that way. And asking for my PIN number is really stupid when I've opened the phone and I can change it again straight away anyway. Yeah. So their procedures are sloppy. Mm. Um, they don't seem to be uh, aimed at anything serious. And if they're going through the motions fine, like they do with GSR tests and domestic flights, fine. But I think when they impinge on a journalist's right to protect their sources, a lawyer's right to protect their clients and related people, and they impinge on the rights of you and your children to have their pictures and videos private, I think it's about time we stood up because that nightmare has now become real. I guess uh, speaking of standing up, uh, you know, we've had you know the Turnbull government or the, the you know, Liberal government come in in what uh, 2013. Around about that time, there was uh, lots of talk about the the Racial Discrimination Act and and uh, the Liberal government was making noise about you know protecting freedom of speech uh, to protect uh, what was George Brandis's famous uh, thing that he said uh, that the right for people to be uh, to be bigots or something along those lines. Now, yeah. now of course, uh, you know, the, the Liberal government, and uh, I emphasise the word liberal, are uh, doing uh, everything in their power to uh, to crack down and make uh, difficult, uh, you know, basically really impinging on, on the rights. And I guess this example, uh, just this, this little example of yours, uh, is, a, is a disturbing example of the trajectory that, that everything's heading. It so, is, and we've had our rights and privacy eroded, and uh, mainstream media really hasn't uh, done much about it because 
um, corporate media is aligned with corporate government, and that's Labor or Liberal. Um, I I think uh, Labor is less um, draconian than Liberals, but not by much and not in any significant way. And that's because whoever runs Australia is subject, um, because of our loss of sovereignty, to the uh, whims of Washington. And um, I just really wanted to raise a red flag and say, hey, look, if you're coming back into Australia or you've got friends who are coming back into Australia, be aware that the Australian law means you have zero privacy. And that, of course, uh, goes to, uh, you know, your metadata and so forth. I noticed that there's just uh, just last week uh, there's been a whole bunch of agencies apply to to get access to to metadata without a without a warrant. Previously, well, you know, when these these laws were enacted, the the government, you know, superficially, I guess, uh, kept uh, the number of agencies that were able to contact the metadata without a warrant down. But uh, there's pressure on the government to uh, to allow you know all these. We've got the Civil Aviation Authority, Clean Energy Regulator. Uh, we've got the, I noticed something the Queensland Racing or something like that. Uh, yes. Ridiculous uh, situation. Uh, talk to us about the the metadata side of things for for a moment, if you. Um, with the metadata, I mean, we've had people like Scott Lublin uh, doing his job and representing people's interests and asking questions in the Senate and those vital uh, uh, Senate committee inquiries about our complete loss of freedom. And in the same way that uh, Google and the shopping centres track our habits and have the capacity using metadata, even before this law, to work out... There was one case, Karun, um, highlighted by a New York Times reporter, where Target in America, um, they have a, algorithms that work on the metadata, and they knew that this 17-year-old girl was pregnant before she did, and started sending out baby things because they could see, and they know the pattern if they buy certain uh, hygiene products, that they're likely to be pregnant or even if they don't know it. And her father saw she was being targeted for um, young mother advertising and he contacted them and uh, he uh, was outraged that they, first of all, had access to this data and secondly, that um, they knew she was pregnant before she was. And that was before these metadata laws came in, which are far more intricate and far more revealing about your every movement. I think that's one that even George Orwell didn't predict. Is that, that's, that's an extraordinary story. It is indeed. And um, I, I think uh, what we really need to do, and you've probably seen my hashtag out there for ages now, it's time to stand up or bend over. And uh, as you say, uh, the, the good senator, Scott Ludlam, is, uh, is one voice uh, at least. Where, I guess, would you direct people to, uh, to keep abreast of these issues apart from, uh, from the good senator's uh, timeline? I think um, those who are on social media, um, ask your friends in your networks about the relevant hashtags, and they are metadata, hashtag metadata, hashtag privacy, hashtag security, and the other one would be uh, hashtag border force and uh, lovingly transformed by some to border fast. That's also (laughs) worth checking. But I think the most important thing is we need uh, people to call up talkback stations, to call RTR and have their say, call the other commercial and government-funded talkback and just ask the questions. Why is this so? How much freedom have we lost? What's the trade-off? Why can't I have some privacy? Um, And how would they feel when they come back in if they had photos of their night out at the strip club like Kevin Rudd did uh, when he (laughs) went over to New York? Would you like those to be accessible to... um, not just border force, but as we know from Ombudsman's queries, 
uh, queries to the Ombudsman, they are passed on to a range of other agencies that we are not allowed to know of or know the reasons why they're being passed on. There doesn't seem to be any proper internal review mechanism, something that Senator Ludlam has questioned in, uh, in Senate committee. And uh, we need to ask those questions. We need to not just do it through media and social media, but also um, write to our um, federal MP. And the politicians I know um, say the most effective way is not so much emails and calls, but a handwritten or a typed letter. Oh. The old snail mail seems to cut through the wave of things and the email inquiries are quite often discounted or put in a big heap. So really, it's time to speak out. It's time to stand up or bend over. Just finally, uh, Tony, perhaps uh, will you be following this uh, particular incident of your own up? And what's your follow-up on this particular incident? Oh, none for me, because first of all, I had I had nothing to hide. But as we heard from Scott Ludlam and a few other people, that's not the point. It's not about having nothing to hide. It's would you leave your front door and back door open and allow anyone to come in and go through all your things, even if you had nothing to hide? No. And this is a digital version of this, and it's happening at the border, and there is no alternative. What I would like to find out, and I'm in the process of following up with Border Force, with some politicians, what are the penalties for non-compliance? What is the Media and Entertainment Arts Alliance, the journalism union, if you like, doing about this? They've been strangely silent. Um, I don't have a great deal of confidence in that union. I haven't been a member for 20-odd years. And I really think that uh, being supine and just letting it go through to the keeper is un-Australian. And I think ahead of Australian Day, it's time to remember the rat bags and our ability to stand up to oppressive authority, which has been part of uh, the Indigenous and the non-Indigenous Australian character. I think it's time we brought that back into force and demanded our privacy and questioned that really dodgy trade-off between privacy and security.